right. All right. You guys can find your seat. You guys seem pretty shocked about that question, but you are real loud. So it's fine. Um, my name is Ladina. I just want to welcome you here to Free Church. I'm super excited to um, be able to share with you today just this uh, this next uh, DNA statement we're going to talk about. But before we, before I do, I'm going to invite Isaiah on stage. Let's give it up for Isaiah. Yeah. All right. Okay, kids. Kids in kids' church that normally go to kids' church, teacher Isaiah is pretty nervous. So we need to hear you super loud if you go to our kids' church. Super loud. Nobody. Yeah, no. No. All the kids. If you Taya, loud. Are you excited? For Mr. Isaiah? Woo! Yay. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Your one chance to be loud, guys. Your parents cannot tell you to be quiet because I'm Scream saying, as loud as you can. Not David. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. We're going to be reading our verse today, but someone special is going to come up and read it oh, for yeah. us. Oh, yeah. He knows it, memorized it. Yeah, he memorized it. So, come on. Paisley, you have competition. David. All right. Come on up. You know, the verse. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Luke 16, 10. Yeah. yeah. Good job, David. Yeah. If you guys memorize that same verse, you'll get a prize next Sunday. Or if you can tell it to me after the service, you'll get a prize also. Yeah. And how many of you guys did the rocks? How many of you kids did the rocks? Raise your hands if you did a rock. Okay. Yeah. After service, Thank see you. teacher Milena. She has a little treat Let for me. you um, after service if you painted a rock. Okay. Let's give Isaiah a hand. Yeah. Give our kids a hand. Yeah. Isaiah's great. He's amazing. Um, let's give him one more hand. He really likes it. All right. I also, before I start, I need to set the record straight about the Friday group because I know I go to that group and it is the best group. We do say the name of Jesus. We do play spoons. It does get a little violent. That's okay. Um, it's a really fun game. If you don't know what spoons are, come to Friday group. You'll know. But watch out for your hands. People actually got cut one time. So it's fine because it's really great. We have a great time. It's super fun. Um, it's all ages. Our youngest, I think, is two, one and a half, two. Yumi's our youngest. And I'm not going to say who the oldest is. So, um, But come. It's a, a, all ages. It's really a great time to hang out, and Friday is the best. So, all right, we're going to get started here at our message in our series. Over this past few weeks, we've been talking about our DNA, and we've been kind of got switched the gear. We were supposed to be talking about 1 Corinthians and a series called Spill the Tea, but we changed that because we felt like God is leading us into a different direction over this next new year. And so we have been challenged by our pastor, the church. We are doing a fast for the month of January, fasting from whatever God calls you to fast on um, for 30 days. And during that time, we are having devotionals. And so we are having um, devotionals on Facebook on Mondays at 7 p.m., 
And then we are having devotionals from Tuesday to Thursday at noon. And that's been an awesome time of just connecting with each other, um, sharing, and just hearing your guys' prayer requests, praying for each other as a church, just a way that we can connect with each other. Um, we have really been pushing this idea of connection and creating connect points and really wanting to connect with you guys and connect with each other as well. I'm um, just growing that community because we are a community of believers. We want to grow together and learn together. And this is just one way that we can do that. Um, we've also been having, like I've been talking about these connection points. We've been having men's outings and we've been having, we're going to be having a ladies outing. But what happened is we all know about the big storm of 2024. So we were unable to do our bowling ladies. And so we have rescheduled our bowling and it is going to be January 27th at 5 PM. Now we need to have more than 50 women come so we can stop hearing the men brag about we had 50 guys. So we just need 51. Okay. So bring your daughters, bring your sisters, bring your moms. Um, let's go have some fun bowling. There's going to be some mad karaoke. I heard, um, we have some real good karaoke singers. And so you might even get a surprise, uh, song from yours truly. So if that's what you're looking for, even if it's not what you're looking for, you should still come. It's going to be great. Um, I'm not a big bowler, so I probably won't be bowling, but um, I will be connecting and talking and eating, obviously. So um, come join us. It's going to be a great time to connect with all the women of Free Church. The next thing I want to remind everybody about is we are going to be kicking off our downtown service. And Pastor Anthony talked about this February 3rd. We're going to be starting our worship nights. And we were just there last, uh, last night. Feels like a long time ago, but it was just yesterday. And I just want to thank everybody that came and was able to put in the time and the effort to get that space just cleaned up, organized, all the new sound and visuals and all those different things. Chairs, that was really important, uh, getting those chairs right. Dakota, he's upstairs. Um, but that was really important, and we got it all done, and really we're able to bless the bishop and his congregation, and it's just really cool. Um, I just want to share something really quick about that is because we were talking with him, and he said that they had been coming every Wednesday night praying that God would just bring people with vision and bring people to just help them take that next step. And he looked at me and some of the other workers that were there and was just like, he said, you guys are an answer to our prayer. And that was so humbling to feel, to see that like God's going to use us not only to reach downtown and our community downtown, but to be able to bless this church and bless other believers and just, just do what the Bible tells us to do is we are one body with many, many members and we are able to connect with each other and grow with each other and reach this big town of Salem and this big city that God has brought us all to. And so I'm super excited about Saturdays and we're going to be kicking off our regular Saturday services and March, um, but we're going to be having worship nights every Saturday night in February, starting February 3rd. It's going to be an amazing time of worship, connection. Um, we're going to have guest worship leaders, so it's going to be really, really awesome. Um, Pastor Anthony has been talking about our DNA statements. So we've been talking about, the first thing we talked about is that we are not the Yacht Club, we are the Coast Guard, not the Yacht Club. I said it backwards. We are the Coast Guard, not the Yacht Club. And we kicked it off by talking about how this idea of lukewarm and how we need to be hot or cold. We started talking about plans and where are we going as a church and where are we going as individuals and where are we going as a community. And then we talked about mission and we talked about how some doubted 
And if you don't get it, you can't go. And that was the big takeaway from our series, our talk about our mission and what is our mission as a church and what is our vision as a church. And last week during online, we were able to um, talk with you guys and share with you guys our vision, the vision of Free Church. And we talked about passion and our first love and had that awkward story that Pastor Anthony blessed us with about his first date and his with Susan, who we love and miss. And so we all know how to pray for her now after that. Um, so um, we are just so excited. I am just so excited to talk about today. Um, couple reasons why. One is I'm walking through this right now. So when I share with you my heart, it's coming from a place of just, I'm still going through it. I'm still walking through it. I'm still working it out. Um, God always does that to me. Every time I'm asked to speak, it's literally always something that I'm struggling with at that moment. So I have to walk it out and God just loves to mess with me like that. But it's also pretty cool because I get to share with you what I found along the way, what God has shown me along the way. And we're going to talk about my favorite thing is we're going to ride waves and we roll with punches here at Free Church. Our DNA statement says, we ride waves and roll with punches. We don't play it safe. We have big faith to step in to the water and ride the waves of momentum and to step up when things get tough. And there's been a lot of debate over what this image looks like, uh, octopus getting punched. I've never seen that, but I do see a boxing glove and a wave. And so when I think of riding waves and rolling with punches, I think about surfing. But we're going to take it a step further, and I feel like God is telling us this idea about pressing in when things get hard, not giving up. And I just want to be, I'm just going to be real with you guys. And there's been hundreds of times, too many to count, over this past year where I've literally walked, well, we don't really have offices, but I've really sat down next to Anthony and just been like, I'm done. I'm ready to give up. I can't go any further. I am tired. I am stressed out. I am just, I want to throw in the towel. And we just pray and we talk about it. But God always says to me, keep going. He's never said, Ladina, okay, it's, you can throw the towel and it's time for you just to give up. He has never told me that. He has told me to keep going, keep pressing, keep praying. And I feel like that's what God's sharing with us this morning is keep going, keep praying, keep pressing in. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. And this is kind of where I was just looking at this scripture and I was just reminded of like, we do grow weary. We do get tired. We do want to give in and give up. But it says for us not to grow weary of doing good. It says for in, in due season, we will reap if we will reap if we do not give up. And I just keep thinking about that statement of just like, if we don't give up, we're going to see it finished. We're going to see it. We're going to reap the benefits of all the hard work. Um, but again, like I said, when I think of riding waves, I think of surfing. I think of 
how awesome it would be to learn to surf. I think about one, I've never surfed in my life, but I just think it's such a cool thing. It's so cool to see people doing that and watching it. And um, we don't see a lot of surfers here in Oregon. Sometimes people try to be cool and surf, but um, if you, if that's you, I'm sorry. Um, but like I've seen people <laughs> when I've been to California and things like that, like surfing and, and it's just like really cool. And I was just like, how do they stay on those boards? How are they able to keep their balance? How are they able to not fall off? And, you know, sometimes they do, but, and I was looking up, like, ways to surf or 101 tips to surf or something, just trying to figure out how do they do it? What is the key to their success? And it takes a combination of balance, body position, and surf wax, okay? Surf wax provides traction to grip the board to help maintain balance and control. And when I read that, surf wax provides traction to grip the board to help maintain balance and control, it hit me like a ton of bricks. When we have punches come into our lives, and if we want to ride the waves, we have to roll with the punches. And how we roll with the punches will determine how we ride the waves. How we roll with the punches will determine how we are riding the waves. If we're not positioning ourselves correctly during the tough times and using things like God's word to really get the traction that we need to help maintain balance in our lives, we can't ride the waves. And God shared that with me, and it was like a big slap upside my head, because it takes that sometimes when he's talking to me. It just, you have to position yourself correctly to ride the waves. And you, we get positioned during the tough times. The tough times grow us. Do we like it? No, absolutely not. We hate it, actually. But they grow us, right? And just like that surf wax... God's word is how we get our traction. God's word is how we get our balance. This last 30 days, I've just been spending a lot more time in God's word because we've been challenged as a church to do that. But just even digging deeper in my own walk with Christ. And it's really helped me get traction. It's helped me see things in a different perspective. It's helped me get balance in my life. It's helped me to be able to not give up, not give in, but to keep praying, to keep pressing, to keep going. And I believe God is calling us as a body, as a church, to, to this same thing. It wasn't by chance that Pastor Anthony asked us to start pressing in and to fast as a church and read God's word together, read through Proverbs together. That wasn't an accident. God has been lining this whole thing up for such a time as this. He has been lining this all up. And I look back over 20 years ago and seeing, 20 years ago, I'm old, it's fine, um, seeing how God has been lining every step that I have taken Every single step, every single time I've fallen, every single time that I've got kicked in the gut, every single time that I've wanted to give up, every single time I've actually quit, every single time that I've been beaten down or whatever, I have been seeing it for such a time as this. And God has shown me over the past two weeks, honestly, just this.
this and this and this. And if this, this, and this hadn't happened, and if I hadn't learned this principle and this principle and this principle, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be who God has called me to be today. And I wouldn't be able to be able to stand here and tell you that we serve a God that is faithful. We serve a God that is true. We serve a God that keeps his promises. We don't have to worry about things because he has our back. We serve a God that when, he, when it's quiet, we know that he is still there. And I'm going to tell you something super, going to seem super funny to you. But this morning on the way to church, I already saw what the playlist, the set list, not playlist, the set list for this week was. And I was sitting in the car. We were driving to church. I'm like, what is that song? All my life, you've been faithful. I was trying to remember it. And David was singing it. And he reminded me what it was called. I'm like, oh, I just wish we could sing the goodness of God today. And I hadn't looked at the planning center yet. I looked before and it wasn't on the planning list. I'm like, I wonder if I could just ask if they could sing it. Because I really feel like we're supposed to sing it this morning. And I get here and Kim, who wasn't even going to lead this morning, but just by happenstance and circumstance, she ended up leading and she's like, I changed all the songs. And so we looked at it and what did we sing? The goodness of God. Because God wants you to know of his goodness. And that seems small and trivial, but it's like God is reminding me even in that tiny moment that he hears us, he sees us, and he is with us always. And we don't have to worry about this or this if we just stay focused on what he has for us. Um, in James 1, 12, it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which is God has promised to those who love him. And it's hard to remain steadfast. It's hard to remain firm when you're getting beaten by the different things in life, those punches. Like no one asks, hey, punch me in the face. No one asks for that. Punches suck, right? We hate punches. We hate the trials. We hate those things. I am right there with you. I'd rather, I usually say spoon my eyes out, okay, with plastic spoons, than deal with a, a trial, okay? That's just what I would say. So I would rather do that, obviously, than go through a trial. But when I read this verse, it says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast, who remains firm, who remains solid, because when he does that, he's going to receive the crown of life, which God has promised. We're going to have that, guys. In life, we're going to have those things. We're going to have those times in our lives where we're going to get beat up. Some of us, I don't know about you, but some of us have been there for a while. I have been there for a while. I've gotten beat up, and both metaphorically and physically. I've gotten beat up by things in life that, you know, have gotten me, knocked me around a time or two. But I know that if I just keep pressing in... And if I keep praying and I keep going, God has my back. And when I was thinking about this message and I was studying this message in my own devotional time, I was reading about these three people we're going to talk about this morning. And they're, they're called, the you know, so one of them is the father of our faith, is Abraham. And Abraham, we know his story, but I'm going to do a quick recap. Abraham was married to Sarah, and God promised that he was going to be a leader of many nations and that God was going to use him to bless the world. And through him, the world was going to be blessed. That was the promise God made to Abraham. And as he gets older and older, he's like in his 90s, and his wife, Sarah, she's like, hey, God's not coming through, so I'm just going to make this promise happen. Here, you can just uh, sleep with my maidservant, have a son. God's going to bless us through this, I guess, this option B. But God said, no, that is not how I'm going to bless this nation. That's not how I'm going to make you a nation. He will be a nation, but I, that is not what I said to you. He said, I'm going to do it. 
So Abraham is greeted again by God and he, they, and the, some angels, and they say, hey, this time next year, you're going to have a son. He's like, late 90s, late 90s, right? And Sarah laughs. She doesn't believe it. She kind of is like, okay, I'm an old lady. I'm 90 years old. I'm going to have a baby. Really? And this is Ladina's version, paraphrasing. So, um, so anyways, nine months later, there's Isaac. So Isaac is the promised one to Abraham. Isaac is the chosen son that God had given him. Isaac is the one where this covenant rests on. This is like all the hope of Abraham is in this kid, right? And we know the story goes that God says, Abraham, I want you to give me your son, Isaac. I want you to sacrifice your son. And I can just imagine, he's like, but God, you gave me this promise. He's like, I want you to sacrifice him. I see two sides here. I see Abraham walking up as a parent just like, dreading this, right? He's been praying for this kid. He's been told he's going to, you know, this is all of his hopes and dreams from this kid. He's just walking up this mountain, getting ready. He's going to realize he has to kill his son. That's awful. As a parent, that is awful. But I can't imagine, I can't help but think back what Isaac's thinking. You know, he's like, well, where is the, he asks his dad, he's like, hey, where's the sacrifice? We have the wood, we have the rope, we have all this stuff. Where's the sacrifice? And all Abraham says is, God will provide. And so, like, as they're making the altar and they're getting it all ready, and, and Isaac's like, hey, where's the thing we're going to sacrifice? And Abraham's like, God will provide. Now, just, just uh, lay down. And so he's going to tie, he's tying his son up. And could, I could just imagine his son's like, uh, excuse me, this is going to create some trust issues between us here. Um, but he does it. He puts him on the altar. He's getting ready. And then God has to, like, send an angel, like, yelling at him, like, stop, don't do it. Right? And so God spares Isaac, provides a sacrifice. But Abraham, along the whole way, could have said, like, no, I'm not going to do it. This is too hard. But he didn't. He obeyed God even in the hard place. He followed through even in the hard place, even in a place that none of us would want to go. And in Genesis 22, 13 through 14, this is what God did. It says, And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And behold him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. But Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And verse 14, pay attention to this. It says, so Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. So even in the hard place, Abraham went there, and what did God do? Provided. He provided a, a replacement. He was seeing if Abraham was going to be obedient and testing them. And so, and this, this idea of, like, not giving up, pressing in, keep going. I'm sure with every step going up to that hill was heartbreaking for him. Tearing him in pieces. This is his treasure. This is his prized possession. And God's saying, are you going to give it up for me? Are you going to give up your prized possession for me? Are you going to be obedient to the end for me? And Abraham was like, yes, I will. I don't know if I would do that. If we had took a look in the mirror, a lot of us probably wouldn't be able to do that. Because we wouldn't be able to trust that God's going to do what he says he's going to do if we're going to be real. 
But he did. God provided a way out. God provided a replacement. God will provide. Wherever you're at, God will provide. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep going forward. Don't look back. Keep walking forward. Moses, this guy, uh, we read about the great things he's done, but if you read before he did those great things, he was giving every excuse in the book not to be chosen. God, I can't, I stutter. Okay, have your brother talk for you then. God, I can't, I've done this. Okay, this instead. God, he's trying to give all these excuses, and God's like, I'm calling you, Moses. I'm calling you, Moses, to free my people. That is what I said. I didn't say your brother, but if you need an excuse, okay, I will provide this way for you. I'm calling you. God's calling us. And Moses could have given up because Moses, he killed someone. He had all these things looming around him. He wasn't the best speaker, all these different things. It was too hard. He could have given up in the hard times. He kept going back to the Pharaoh over and over again. And we know the story. He's like, okay, just kidding. No. Okay, just kidding. No. But even more than that, every time that he would ask, he, Pharaoh would make it harder for the people he was trying to save. So then he had his own people turning on him. And like, just leave us alone, Moses. You're doing enough, okay? Get out of here. You're doing it. You're, you're making it harder for us. Before they were given like straw to make bricks, when Moses went and asked for freedom, they took that away. They had to do it the harder way. It was even harder for them. Then they had to go carry the stuff and bring it to the place. It was harder and made harder for them. And in Exodus 5.22, it says, Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why did you ever send me? So Moses is like, this is pointless. This is causing more harm than good, God. Why did you send me? Verse 23 says, For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to these people, and you have not delivered your people at all. He's like mad, angry. These people are so mad at Moses. He's getting hate from the people he's trying to save. God's using him to save. He's to the people he's ministering. He's getting, they're turning on him. They're causing, they're mad at him. But did Moses give up? No. He kept going. He kept pressing in. He kept praying. He kept seeking God. He kept doing what God called him to do. And what happened? What did God do? In Exodus 6, it says, this is what God is saying to Moses, say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from slavery to them and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm with great acts of judgment. Verse 7 says, I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. For you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the burdens of Egypt. Did you hear all those I am statements? That was for the people of Israel, but this is for us today. I want Somebody in here needs to know that I am the Lord. 
and I will bring you out from under the burdens. I will deliver you from the slavery, from whatever you have yoked yourself with, from whatever, whatever you're going through. I will take you to be my people. I will be your God. I am the Lord your God. That is the God that we serve. He is the great I am, right? He says, I will do this. God will deliver us. God will provide for us. And God did deliver the Israelites. He did get them away from the Egyptians. But if we keep reading that story, we know the Israelites complained and they were naggy and they were all these things, which we never are, I know, but kind of the same. Um, Brings us to Joshua, who lived through this, who saw this ungrateful people, who had to deal with the constant um, reminder, who had to wander 40 years because people didn't believe him, who, had to, who saw giants or who saw grapes instead of giants. He saw the promised land and saw the, what God had offered them and told them that they could have, but these people were holding him back and he had to walk through 40 years with them. He had to walk through that with them. And he had to watch each one of those people that didn't believe die off because of their unbelief before they could enter into what he knew God had for them. I'm like, get over it and get it or let's go. I'm not a type to wander 40 years. I love you, but I will tell you, and then you choose to jump on or get off. That's kind of how I am in love gently. Um, but Joshua wasn't like that. He had much more grace than I have. He was willing to walk through them, willing to walk with them, willing to help them, still willing to lead them. He didn't want, he didn't give up. I'm sure he got frustrated a lot, but he knew what God had promised him. He saw the promise. Line. He saw the vision. He saw the fulfillment of the covenant that God made Abraham of giving them their land, giving them this place. In Joshua 1.9, God tells Joshua, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Sometimes we feel like we can't go any further. But we can see what God told Joshua at the very end, right? What Joshua said at the very end of his life, actually. When he was telling the people, after they had won all the battles, after he finally made it to the promised land, he gathers all the people up and they, he says this. In Joshua 24, 15, he says, and if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, this is kind of me, choose this day who you're going to serve, whether the gods of your father served in the regions beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua says, but as for me, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep pressing in. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep serving the Lord because I have seen what the Lord can do. I have seen him take us to the promised land. I have seen him provide shelter and food for us in the deserts. I have seen how faithful he is with an unfaithful people. I have seen these things and I know that I am going to serve the Lord. And church, I'm telling you that God is looking for a people that it's saying, as for me and my house, 
I'm going to serve the Lord. He is looking for people that are willing to stand up when things get hard and say, not today, Satan. I am going to move forward. I am not going to be distracted. I am not going to give in. I am not going to quit because I know that my God has called me to go this way, and I don't care what comes at me. I am going to go this way. I am not going to be stopped. I am going to keep going. I am done letting the devil win. I am done letting sickness win. I am done letting doubt win. I am done letting fear win. I am going to keep going this way. And I'm calling out because I believe that God is saying someone here needs to stand up and say, I am done. I am done. I am done as a leader here watching people get taken out. I am done. I am done with that. I want us to get up and say, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep pressing when it doesn't seem possible. When things look like they're not going to work out, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. God used these people. This is a few examples of the people that God used to show how faithful he is. The Bible is full of all these stories. The Bible is full of all different people that he used that were not great, right? They were horrible people, really. But God used them because they knew he was faithful. They kept going. They kept pressing in. They kept praying. They kept seeking him. They kept going. His word is so powerful. It shows us these things. We need to keep going, keep praying, keep pressing in. I know it feels impossible sometimes. I know it feels impossible. But I know and I believe with every ounce in my body, that's a lot of ounces. God is saying, get up. Get up. Keep going, keep praying, keep pressing. He's saying, I know that test didn't come back the way you thought it would. I know you didn't get the answer that you thought you were going to get. Keep praying, keep pressing, keep going. I know that job opportunity may not have worked out the way you thought it was going to work out. Keep going, keep praying, keep pressing. I know that relationship didn't think that it was, went the way that you thought it was going to go. I know maybe things didn't work out that way that you, you thought they were going to go. Keep going, keep pressing, keep praying. Galatians 6, 9. And we, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. But on the other hand, I know you're tired. I know you feel worn out. I know how it feels like it's never going to work out the thing the way that you think it is. But I'm here to say that in our timing, it probably won't. But God's timing is perfect. In God's timing, it will work out. And I'm still here. I'm still going. And that's a miracle within itself. Still pressing in. Still praying. I haven't given up hope. And I know God is still providing. He's still faithful. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says, Not that I am speaking of being in need. So this is 
Paul, and he's talking about all the things that he's gone through, okay? So not, not that I'm speaking of being need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. He says, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstances, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. But I just read this over and I look at what Paul's saying here. And he's saying, I know I've been through it all. I've been humbled super low. I've been up high. I've been hungry. I've been fed well. He says, but it doesn't matter because I know that in every circumstance, God has brought me through. He can do all things through Christ, which strengthens him. And we have the same thing. When it looks impossible, we serve the God of the impossible. And we're going to wrap up our message here, but there's just a few more things, so hang in there with me. So the worship team is going to come. In Matthew 19, it says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God... All things are possible. It's kind of funny we sang that song we weren't supposed to sing today, too. Just saying, putting that out there. Um, But if we believed what God's word said, if I actually believed what God's word said, and if I actually believed that he would do what he said he's going to do, then my world would look extremely different. I'd be able to probably walk a little further, have more faith. But I struggle just like everybody else. But God is here saying, Ladina, press into what I have for you. Hear my word. Don't just hear it. Do what I say. It's not going to be easy. God didn't call us to a life of easy. And if you're serving Christ and you're like, hey, I made that decision to follow Christ, your life is not going to be easy. Look at the examples we have to learn from. Their life was anything but easy. But we need to press in to what God has for us. Hear his word. God is faithful. God is faithful in his timing, not our timing. We want everything now. But in God's timing, he will come to pass. He will make a way. He will provide. He will do what he says he's going to do. So church, we need to wake up. We need to realize that it's not going to happen on our timing. But it is on God's timing. So we need to remain faithful. We need to remain steadfast. We need to keep going. We need to keep pressing. We need to keep praying. We need to keep building up our our kids and building up our youth and building up our young adults. We need to be able to keep doing that. If we are empty, we can't pour out. If we are empty, we can't show them how to be that example. We are the foundation that they are building on. And if we are crumbly, we are building them a false foundation and they will not be able to stand. And God has called this church, we are for this generation. Because they're not the church of tomorrow. They are the church of today. And we need to be pouring into them. And so when we were all up here worshiping, I was so awesome. God blessed my heart seeing little kids just sitting at God's feet, worshiping God in their own little kid way, but letting them see this is how big church does it. This is how big church does it. I know they're ready to go back to their kids church, but God is using this opportunity for us to pour into them. No matter how little, no matter how big they are, God has given us this opportunity. It's hard because we see the negative, 
But God has shown me this week that we are called to pour into our kids. And if you're not serving in kids, you need to be because you are called to pour into this next generation. You are called to be pouring into these littles and these kids that God has called us, called to this church. And James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let the steadfastness have full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. God doesn't say the trials aren't going to come. He says to count it joy and to that it's going to produce steadfastness. It's going to produce the grip that we need to ride the wave. It's going to, produce, it's going to position us to be able to ride those waves that God's bringing. Because if we don't know how to ride, we won't go anywhere. If we don't know how to ride the waves, we aren't going to be able to, have, be able to do that. We need to press in to keep going to pray. So how do we wrap this up? Where do we go from here? We ride waves and roll with punches here at Free Church. We ride waves and roll with punches. We keep going and don't give up when it gets hard. We hold on to the promises and the visions and the dreams that God had planted us in our hearts and the promises that he has in his word. We hold on to those. We know God is calling us to something bigger. And we aren't going to be afraid to step in and step up because we know that we have been listening. We have been pressing in. We hear God. We see him coming. We see what he's doing. And we're going to write it out. And God is calling a church to write it out. And if you're part of free church, you're that church. So hang on. Get ready. And if you're going through the punches, dig deep. Press in. Keep going and pray. Um, we're going to wrap up our service and just spend some time in prayer. So those of you that um, are on the prayer team, if you guys will come up front and just get ready to pray for people because there's a couple different things that God had shared, me, shared with me preparing for this message. One of them is that maybe you're here and you've never stepped into a relationship with God. I know it may sound scary. It's wonderful. It's being able to see God transform who you are into who he's called you to be. So if you're here today and you want to make that statement, you want to make that declaration, I want to step into relationship with Jesus Christ, I want you to come pray with someone up front. Come and say, I want to choose Jesus today. I want to be saved today. I want to give my life to Christ. We want to pray with you during the song. Just feel free to come for that. But maybe you're here today and you're on the brink of quitting. I've been there lots of times. Ready to give up in every area of your life. Maybe your job, you're ready to give up. Maybe your marriage, maybe your ministry, maybe your family, whatever it is. Maybe your faith. Maybe you're just ready to throw the towel in because it's too hard. You're not alone. A lot of us in this room, if we're honest, have been there. Come get prayer. We want to pray with you. We want to walk through you, with you through this. Because when we press in, we pray, we keep going, we need people around us to help us walk through that sometimes. We want to help walk through that. 
Some of you guys are broken and have been broken for a long time. And you're just pleading God for that breakthrough. You're just pleading for that answer. You're just pleading for that. You need to hear God's voice. God is here. He's been here. He's always here. But like his presence. When we came forward for worship, we were just asking God, seeking his presence. He's here. He wants to give you that breakthrough. He wants to give you that word. He wants to give you that. So come and get prayer. Step out in faith and pray with each other. As I was preparing this message, God woke me up probably like one or two o'clock in the morning, like several days in a row. And he said, Ladina, there's going to be people there in that room today, Sunday, that are ready to throw the talent. And they're just waiting for permission to give up. They're waiting just on the brink of just waiting for permission to give up. But God, he said, but I want you to tell them, I am calling them to keep going. I am calling them to press in. I am calling them to pray. I am calling them to get in community so people can walk with them. Stop trying to do it on your, by yourself. We are not meant to live life by ourselves. God's saying, don't give up. Don't give in. Keep going. Keep pressing in. He is faithful. He hears your cries. He has heard your cry. He has felt your pain. He has caught your tears. You are not alone. You are not alone. So please, let us pray with you. If this is you, get your butt up here. Because God is saying, it is time to stop messing around. It's time to get healed. It's time to get press in. It's time to keep going. It's time to pray. But more than that, it's time to be able to move forward. Because we can't move forward if we're stuck. And if you're here today and you've been stuck, maybe by your own circumstance, maybe by somebody else's circumstance, but you're just stuck. God is here and he is saying, get unstuck. And so if we could have the pastors for the prayer team come up, all of them, um, I think we're going to need more than two. So get up here if you're our assistant pastor. All right? Because we're all stuck a little. Um, God, thank you so much for who you are. God, I just pray over your word. Seal it in our hearts. God, you are calling this people. You are calling this body. Help us to stop hiding with the sin or the things that we're struggling with that are causing us to be afraid for you to even use us. Help us to be obedient. Help us to be faithful. Help us to keep going. God, more than that, we just pray right now for those who are ready to give up, who are ready to throw the talent, who have just been, are at the most bottom of the bottom of the bottom. God, I pray that you will just uh, be with us today. We just thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.